Yo, what is up, my beautiful soul? Thank you for tuning in again to another episode of To Unbecome 101, where halves become whole and dreams become reality. Yo, this ain't me. Today, we're going to talk about old habits and old patterns that continue to come to the surface. Okay, today's objective is to understand those hidden triggers and to locate the root of causation. We live in the realm of cause and effect as above, so below. When old patterns surface, take that as an indication that your unconscious mind is at bay and here is where the ego comes to play. But before we get going, yo, run that intro. Welcome to Unbecome 101, the home to the lost, the isolated, forgotten, and the outsider who is trapped in the cycle of personal development. I am your host, Alfred J, and I'm here for the facilitation of ego and identity rehabilitation through unbecoming your original self. Yo, people talk about it, but may not know exactly where to or how to begin. And that's exactly what I'm here for. And prior to us getting started, most importantly overall, I want to express my highest gratitude for allowing me into your aura and your space. Let's begin. Alright, alright, let's go ahead and dive in. Hey man, look, I'm not stating any of this to enter into the debate of matter or tangible reality or intangible reality or or any of that okay what i am about to say is in regards to thorough research uh, done by myself and others uh, educators of academia scientists neuroscientists astrophysicists um, and xyz so we are not here to debate or argue actually this information this sharing this uh, of information this connecting piece here is to literally cultivate uh, oneness harmony universal consciousness and unconditional love so it doesn't matter your race spiritual practice economic status social status none of that matters here here we're going to take the blinders off take the titles off take the roles off take the identities off and see each other soul to soul all right I don't want to test your intellect whatsoever. So the information that I'm going to share with you, you actually know this at some point in your life. You have heard this information. It's just I'm going to mirror it back to you so that you can gain a better and a higher quality understanding of what you are not necessarily who you are but what you are you are so much more than what you know and believe all right Um, you can actually say and become aware of the statement i am let me explain you can say that i am cold i am hot i am hungry i am thirsty and you are at the awareness behind that statement All right. So back to the scientists, scientists use instruments called microscopes. As I just stated, you already know this information. They use microscopes and a plethora of other instruments so that they can scale all the way in, zoom all the way in uh, to molecular levels, right? To, To smaller portions of life. All right. When we zoom all the way in, we discover what we perceive and call cells. These cells are consciousness experiencing life as you they are small sentient beings your physical body is made up of trillions of these sentient beings and they are constantly in motion and they are full of life even when you're unaware your brain from what our limited humanity can perceive is made up of electrical currents uh, that 
are about 86 billion neurons, okay? And they are constantly going to work for and with you without you even giving effort, bruh. <laughs> That's some powerful stuff. You are powerful. All of this is happening behind the scenes. You blink, you digest food, breathe, pulse blood throughout your human body vehicle without even trying. What am I saying? You are already success. All right. We just have been coded to believe we need the external realm to bend to our will. We seek perfection when in fact we already are paradise. You, my friend, are heaven. Don't take this life for granted. All right. This is the ultimate gift. One day you will not be amongst the tangible realm. You'll just be pure consciousness. And it does sound beautiful. However, it is beautiful for us to be in this form to experience life in this manner. You understand? So you are the universe. You are God. You are the breath of life. You are prana acting as a human body vehicle. All right. You are consciousness. We are consciousness perceiving consciousness. Life is experiencing itself as you. And now that you know what you are, we can begin to dive to the roots of who you are. Okay, let's first begin to talk about consciousness and unconsciousness. Let's talk about the difference between the two. And I encourage you to stick around until the end so that you can receive practical exercises to release old patterns and habits that tend to block you from your most authentic self in a higher quality life. All right. And be sure to follow the show, share the show, and we would love your support. We appreciate your support. I right, so the difference between consciousness and unconsciousness. Consciousness is our awareness. As I stated previously, you are the awareness behind the statement, I am. You are the energy that is perceiving life as it is. You are the breath of life. Every time your heart pumps, that energy that actually pumps the heart, you are it. That energy that keeps a rhythmic flow of breath flowing inside of you you are that same as the tree same as the birds same as the wind we understand the wind because we are the wind perceiving the wind you understand what i'm saying um and unconsciousness what unconsciousness is is a blocking of that reality unconsciousness is a blocking of that understanding unconsciousness is self-preservation and how do we get into the realm of self-preservation? Well, let me break it down to you. We all began the same exact way as a cell that is tiny, transparent, and with its very own flicker we know as the heart, right? And from there, our uniqueness begins for we arrive in a sack that only the individual can use in the initial months of their becoming. Humans have no actual choice upon the rise of their own innate consciousness. From birth, you have no decision on your eye color, bone structure, skin tone, allergies, flaws, temptations, likes, dislikes, family, nor attraction or means of excitation. You just figure it out when you get here. You feel me? 
And sure, the being can uh, develop a vitality in which we can choose our styles and a better understanding of our likes and dislikes throughout our experiences. However, from the origin of the being's existence, we have no choice on the literal suit of life in which we arrive in. We grow through experiences and based on those foundational experiences, we learn that the initial male bond is our father, the female bond as the mother and the other, if any, shorter beings as our siblings. Of course, this goes for any guardian that uh, raised us. Okay, it doesn't have to specifically be, you know, mother and father in the home. We know that the dynamics of family uh, has drastically changed and is always changing. Right. So the being learns the history of the family, gains awareness of its surroundings. And if threatened in any type of way, any type of way, the internal system of the mind, the unconscious mind determines if the environment is a net of safety or should it protect itself. So from the beginning, your brain is acting as a calculator and, and it uses the eyes, it's using your skin, it's using the hairs on your body to determine if the environment is safe for you. So it's constantly scanning the environment, feeling the environment, smelling the environment, tasting the environment to see if it if we on the inside um, are, are able to sustain the life that we are. Right. And the biggest I want to say issue, but, the, but yeah, so the biggest issue is that there is no perfection. We arrived here in an imperfect being, in an imperfect human body vehicle, in an imperfect world, right? But yet the brain is constantly calculating and scanning uh, everything to perceive and create perfection, right? You know, and so just as I said, the brain does exactly what it naturally does. It hallucinates through thorough calculations for the being to make sense of the environment, therefore leading to its very own perspective of life. That perspective then magnifies with the internal suit and system of thoughts and emotions, and then it becomes a belief over time. At this point, it seems as almost to happen at some cosmic random, but we know through history patterns, uh, historic patterns, that humanity has existence for a specified purpose, all else nothing would matter. Uh, due to this existential gap, humanity has been making several thousands of years worth of attempts to gain an understanding towards the origin of consciousness in humanity. What am I? What are we? Why are we here? And we have created a plethora of theories, philosophies, stories, religious practices, mysticism, astrology, science, art, all in an attempt to discover the why of existence at a conscious level in humanity. Humans build their identity and perspective of life through the experiences, which becomes a system of belief, they share with others. Lacking the energies of safety, love, and acceptance provides the opportunity for the unconscious mind to become activated. The unconscious mind is the brain's formation of self-preservation. The brain is such a highly unique and divinely designed machine that it comes built with its own ability to protect itself, whether the human is fully aware or not. And this is where it becomes tricky. And we're going to dive even deeper in regards to patterns and habits that spark up and block us from our most authentic selves.
The issue, however, is throughout life's experience of rejection of beliefs and addictions to reliving the past moments that confirm the being's identity, the human has the unfortunate ability to remain at this state of unconsciousness, drifting through life without enthusiasm, nor desire to evolve and transcend past those patterns and habits. We can become slaves of our very own comfort, yet have the ability to completely master self, master the consciousness, and evolve others around us, okay? Yo, we exist in a realm of causation. Um, something occurs because of another thing. As above, so below, all right? People don't just behave a certain way act a certain way, uh, speak a certain way just because they enjoy it, right? Somebody is not rude just because they enjoy being rude. Somebody's not sarcastic. No, no one is sarcastic just because they like being sarcastic, right? You know what I mean? Like, and I try to teach my daughter this as well. No one, like, because she's going through this phase, she's 12, going on 13, and so her chemicals in her bodies are changing. Her, her brain is, is, is changing, right? It's developing and maturing. Her body is maturing. And, and who she is is, is developing in a, in a different way. And, and it, of course, it can be uh, confusing at times for her. And so sometimes we'll ask her to do chores or simply just ask her how she's doing while she's walking around the house. And she might be a little snappy, a little snazzy. And I'll just sit, you know, just talk to her. And it's like, hey, I, I know that something may be going on internally with you because people don't just uh, snap like that. You know, people aren't just snappy and rude. And so just talk to daddy. You know, what, what's going on? You understand what I'm saying? So that's what we're talking about today. We're talk, we're, we're, we're looking at those patterns uh, that we display. We're looking at those habits that we display, those, those actions that we display. And we're going to look at the cause, the root uh, of those triggers, okay? Because there, there is something triggering us to behave that way, to speak that way. All right. Um, realistically, we live from our hearts and not our heads. As I just stated... What the brain does is scan our environments to create a perfect uh, surrounding so, so that life can sustain. So the brain is always trying to perfect everything around us. But that's not who we are, okay? We are not our heads. We are not our brains. We are our heart center. We live from our hearts, all right? And just to be clear, this is why we create defense mechanisms, hence the term defense. We want to protect our hearts. We want to protect our centers where we operate from. All right. And you ever notice when someone is in a compassion, well, I don't want to say compassionate, in a passionate discussion or debate or argument, they may stand with their arms crossed, you know, in front of their chest. If you study body language, that is a sign of defense. Uh, someone is desiring to defend themselves and they do it by, by crossing their arms. And why, why would they do it right at their chest, you know, at their chest plate to, to protect their heart, man? They don't want their heart to be tarnished, to be damaged, to uh, be hurt. You know what I mean? 
So that's what we do. Um, again, study body language, man. Go on uh, YouTube, look up some peer-reviewed uh, assessments or or, or um, documentations to uh, understand th- more thoroughly what body language is. You you understand what I'm saying? Because we can look at the facial features of people, their eyes, and you know how they cross their arms. Are they moving? Are they twitching? And we do these things because of uh, self-preservation. What we're going to talk about next is. Uh, Sigmund Freud and his daughter, Anna Freud, or Anna Freud, I don't want to pronounce her name uh, incorrectly, as well as Carl Jung, all right? They studied the work of the ego, all right? The ego is simply self-preservation. I know there are a lot of talks about ego, and some people may even feel as though the ego is a good thing. I got a big ego, um, you know, X, Y, Z. I don't even want to necessarily go down that whole path, uh, but operating from your head alone is egoic operating from ego is operating in a stance of competition operating from a stance of competition is operating from a stance of superiority meaning you're better than somebody at something but i'm here to tell you that we are all one we are all life we are all the breath of life we are all prana doing this thing together so no one is better or worse than somebody. No one is right or wrong. We're all doing this thing together. In fact, there are several entities and disciplines and principles that are being challenged all across our earth right now, hence the war in Ukraine and, and, and Russia. I mean, you know, the war against Ukraine and Russia and the fall of uh, our economy over here in America. You know, the housing market is bananas right now we're going through inflation at the moment as well these principles and these dynamics are being challenged because they were birthed from uh ego and ego if we're operating from ego it's always going to bring destruction and pain uh, because we're we're looking through the realm through the lens of defense we want to take a stance of superiority and we want to make sure we're never hurt and uh, we want to make sure life is perfect for us right which is insanity, literally, man. Um, So let's go ahead and dive even more deeper. What are some defense mechanisms that we endure? Again, the ego is seeking perfection. The brain is seeking perfection to avoid pain. The brain does not like feeling pain. As I give you this list of defensive mechanisms, these defense mechanisms, I'm going to also give you real life uh, examples and scenarios uh, where those mechanisms may, you know, come about, where they may surface. Okay, so first things first, let's talk about denial. What is denial? Denial is the refusal to accept reality. All right, many people use denial in their everyday lives to avoid dealing with painful feelings or areas of their life uh, they don't wish to admit. All right, repression, repression is motivated forgetfulness motivated forgetfulness you take a military soldier who has been uh, deployed and was in a war right they come home there's a term it's an outdated term but shell-shocked right now with the term that we utilize is ptsd you suffer from ptsd because me having that personal experience I didn't necessarily, I'm not, I wasn't in infantry, so I didn't necessarily see war, but I did visit, I did have a deployment over to Iraq, Kuwait, 
in Qatar and we had to drive through Baghdad and it was essentially a hellhole, bro. And uh, the trainings that we had to endure, the uh, pictures we had to, I, we had to literally take obituary pictures prior to going overseas. And then once we were there, we had to write death letters home uh, to our families um, as though we weren't coming back. We were prepared for death, like sincerely. So to, to put that in somebody's mind um, as they have to move forward in life, it, it messes you up a little bit, man. And a lot of it. So you come back home, man, things just don't look the same, feel the same or not the same, especially when family members and friends just move on with their lives. Almost makes you feel like people forgot about you um, and it doesn't feel good. So what most veterans will do is they'll repress those memories. They'll repress those experiences. And one way they'll do it is with drugs and alcohol. Um, Myself, I'll paint a picture of myself when I came back home in 2012, I drank excessively, like excessively. I spent most of my deployment money on partying and going out and drinking alcohol and being promiscuous um, because I did not want to remember that experience. I wanted to forget on purpose. But the the crazy part about it, well, I don't want to use the word crazy, but the amazing part about it is that I wasn't necessarily doing it on purpose. It was it was like my being, my brain was was pushing me and encouraging me to forget uh, what we went through because life wasn't uh, unicorns and rainbows. It wasn't perfect anymore. You know, I saw reality for what it really was, and my brain wanted to bring uh, a more perfected uh, reality for me. Right, so I was it, it was it was a motivated forgetfulness projection projection is to remove energy from ourselves and to place it onto others so an example of this is uh, thoughts most commonly projected onto others are the ones that would cause guilt such as aggressive and sexual fantasies or thoughts all right for instance you might hate someone um, but your super ego tells you that such hatred is unacceptable you can solve, quote unquote, solve the problem by believing that they hate you. So you're beating someone to the punch, basically. If you're insecure, right? If you think that you are not worthy enough, if you feel as though you are not beautiful enough or thin enough or you don't have enough money or whatever the case, you will walk around with a chip on your shoulder and you'll look at people who are beautiful and say that they're not beautiful. You'll look at people, uh, you'll, you'll pick on people. If you're trying to lose weight, you'll pick on people who are, who are heavier than, you know, heavier than you just to make yourself feel better. And, um, another trippy one is people in poverty will look at, then this is, I don't want to overgeneralize. Okay. And, And this is far from what I'm trying to do, but I've heard it growing up because I came from poverty. I came from, and my mom tried her best. Uh, you, you feel me? I don't want to make excuses for anybody, but I came from poverty. I came from the hood. Right. And we would sometimes paint pictures. We would paint the rich out to be villains when they were not villains. So we were, we were projecting. Uh, I'll use myself as again. Uh, I was using I was projecting onto the rich. I was projecting onto the wealthy and I made them out to be villains uh, because I didn't have money. I didn't have the money that they had. Right. 
uh, I made them seem as though they, they were uh, stuck up and bougie as people call it, right? Because that's literally what you're doing. You're projecting your insecurities, your uh, devaluation onto someone else, which is not fair, right? Displacement. Uh, when you are displacing, you are taking your frustrations or your low frequency emotions out on someone else and mostly the innocent right so let's say you're at work and you hate your job and you hate your boss right every day you go in there day in and day out and you just completely hate it you're miserable so what do you do with that frustration you come home and you beat your wife you come home and you start arguments with your husband you come home and you beat your children just because you come home and you kick your dog like when nobody else had nobody had nobody did anything to you so you're taking those low frequency emotions and you're displacing it onto somebody else instead of uh, instead of dealing with it yourself you understand and that brings me to my next one regression regression is uh when we feel troubled or frightened our uh, behaviors often become childish and primitive. Um, so again, we go into a animalistic type of behavior. Our brain kind of kicks into this, our unconscious mind rather, kicks into this animalistic type of behavior uh, to protect ourselves from the low frequency emotions that we're feeling. All right. Um, reaction formation. When you display uh, the opposite of an emotion uh, due to possible trueness all right homosexuality let's go there because this is a big one for reaction formation P some people especially in the black community and i'm gonna call out the black community because i am a black man so I, I have to speak from my experience like there are people who will not talk about homosexuality won't befriend someone who uh, is in the LGBTQ uh, community. They won't discuss, you know, discuss conversations with them. Uh, they, like the the subject, the topic gets completely underneath their skin, as if they are experiencing that life. That's not your life, bruh, sis. That's their life. But perhaps you're getting angry and frustrated with them because there are hints of homosexuality in you. But perhaps you're getting angry and frustrated at um, a belief, right? And we can not even just on homosexuality. We can even go to spiritual practices. We can go through to religion. Let's talk about it. So in religion, you can have a certain belief system and somebody can come to you and say, that's not real. You know, what you believe in is blah, blah, blah. I don't even want to necessarily say specifics. You feel me? Because that's not what this is for. But when they say a certain perspective or give you a certain perspective that goes against your belief, you get angry. Why does that anger happen? You get angry and frustrated because there's a part of you that believe that that's true. There's a part of you that understands exactly where that other person is coming from. There's a part of you that that too that you too have that same doubt but i'm here to say that that's okay you feel what i'm saying that's okay but that's exactly what our brains do that's exactly what the unconscious minds do does and i'm not even pointing it directly at you 
because this is not about you this is not about you the being on the inside of the human body vehicle the soul the 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 life force i'm not talking directly about you i'm talking about the unconscious mind how it kicks in and tries to protect you from harm and how it wants to avoid pain at all costs to the point where it would get angry uh, get frustrated get primitive become childish uh, and act in a way that creates these patterns and these behaviors so to cover up these emotions and these low frequency uh, type of feelings what we'll typically do is we'll take external substances external actions external behaviors and we'll make them ours so that we won't feel those pains so that we can avoid it altogether. so like i said uh, a veteran that is suffering from severe ptsd may guzzle down alcohol they'll abuse alcohol they'll abuse drugs so that they can avoid those memories avoid that experience experiences altogether somebody who doesn't understand their true value may become promiscuous myself included in the past man i um uh, i was a hoe for, for lack of better words i was a hoe man because i didn't understand my value so i found my value through sex with various women and um men can be hoes too and y'all know man y'all y'all mature and grown enough it's not just women out here who are who are just promiscuous like that and when somebody's operating in a manner of just sex 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 it's because they're hurt people are hurting out here people are trying to understand who they are what they are and why they are here and because of their personal experiences that they have endured in life they found an outlet that makes them feel good and yes those feel good moments are temporary moments but that's exactly their drug of choice same thing with lying and cheating people have a some people may develop a habit and a pattern of breaking commitment why would somebody break commitment why would somebody cheat on a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend why would somebody do that when they say out their mouth that they love them that they care for them that they want to be with them forever that they want to start a family with them and start a business with them and xyz why would people do that well because of their life experience their life experience might have been they seen their father cheat on their mom they seen their brother lie and cheat on women they seen the people around them break commitment as if it was that as if it meant nothing you got to think about the training that we all the conditioning rather that we all endured through movies and music especially growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s we were conditioned through movies and music i pause because this movie growing up was my favorite movie and i have to i have to call it out a movie like baby boy right baby boy taught me as a young black man in america baby boy taught me that it was okay to have multiple women that it was okay to live the way that he was living and move the way he moved you feel what i'm saying and when you listen to uh or look at certain things for a long period of time it becomes a belief system for you you begin to believe in it right same thing with stealing murder killing and taking life when you murder and when you kill when you take life you're projecting your fears onto somebody else people don't just murder people just because they want to murder people you know you know what i mean 
for instance, if somebody were to hurt your right, like right now, you you could be clear-minded, clear-hearted, and on a path of peace, harmony, oneness, universal consciousness, and love, right? And if somebody hurt your mom, somebody hurt your sister, somebody hurt your brother, you can immediately snap onto anger, and your unconscious mind will snap in to protect you from that anger. That unconscious mind will snap in and turn into something else for you. And it projects that fear that you're feeling, that anger that you're feeling. It's going to project onto something outside of you so that you can feel better, so that you can make it all go away, so that you can make it perfect, right? But taking life does not make you feel better. You understand what I'm saying? Stealing from someone who has worked hard for something does not make you feel better. It might temporarily, but truth be told, stealing and lying and cheating and murder and promiscuity and abuse of alcohol and abuse of drugs. These things are from the unconscious mind. These things are from the ego and it's running us rampant in our society so it does not matter your patterns. It does not matter your habits. All right. Now, if you are having severe issues with these patterns and you're having severe issues with these habits, then I encourage you to seek counseling. I encourage you to seek therapy. Here in the next few moments, I'm going to give you some practical exercises to help you identify these roots to help you identify the causation of you living in an unconscious mind. And I say you, I'm not speaking directly to you. I'm saying in general, us as a collective, we have to find the root of causation in order for us to heal. An example I like to use is if you have a broken arm and you, um, and you go into the doctor the doctor's office, the doctor does not perform a procedure on your toe, right? That doesn't make any sense. The doctor is going to go directly to the pain site in order for your arm to properly heal. So same thing with us, our hearts on a metaphysical level, because that's what we are. We are consciousness. You have to go directly to the pain site. It might feel heavy, it might feel dark, but this is what we call shadow work. Once you go through your shadow work, you're going to live a higher quality life. You're gonna be able to live in light. You are light. As I was growing up, I began to mature and understand that statement a little bit more. I would hear, you are light, you are the light. And yeah, specifically and directly, we are the light, right? The light that shines out darkness. But if you think about it in a sense of weight, you are light. Your tangible body is heavy, but you are light. You think about it, when the body dies, you transition into another energy form that transcends this tangible reality and you become light you understand what i'm saying now let's dig into these i know that i know this episode is a little heavy 
And I know this episode is a little, I'm getting, I'm stepping in your house today. <laughs> I'm stepping on some toes today. Why? Because, man, we need to heal. Our world is in turmoil. And it has been for centuries, for eons. And the only way we can heal, like I just stated, is if we go directly to the root, to the causation. Nobody's just doing these uh, patterns. Nobody's just living in these patterns just because they want to. Now, some of us might be. Some of us may choose to just live in those patterns. But nobody's just specifically wanting to hurt and suffer. It's just a part of our journey, right? But since you stuck around this long with me, I want to give you some techniques, some simple strategies that you can implement right now that will help you surpass your pain and your suffering, okay? Once you perform this exercise, life is not going to be perfect. You're still going to have challenges and obstacles. But from this moment forward, you're going to see those challenges and obstacles as opportunities to grow, to expand. Because you are love, you are light, you are understanding, you are compassion. So you're going to expand even more in that arena. You understand what I'm saying? All right, let's go ahead and dig in. All right, so before we jump in here, how y'all feeling out there? <laughs> y'all good? All right, beautiful souls, let's go ahead and do this. All right, look, so I want you to grab your phones, go ahead and open up your notepad, grab a, grab a piece of paper, a note card, a pen, whatever you have to take notes and write these questions down. I'll wait just a moment so you can go ahead and gather that. All right, ready? All right, here we go. So. Question number one, how do I feel? Be honest with yourself, all right? You don't have to answer the question directly right now, but I want you to think about everything we talked about thus far. And I want you to really do some self some introspection, okay? Do some homework on yourself and really think about how you feel. Don't just say you happy, all right? Uh, because yeah you may be happy today you may be happy right now but if somebody cuts you off on the highway and you immediately spur out in anger or if your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your spouse does something that you dislike and now you angry and you mad and you go straight to the bottle and you want to pop this pill and do this and do that and you want to call up somebody else and smash them all so if if you go into those kind of like spirals then i want you to really ask yourself how do i feel what am i feeling right now why do I want to put alcohol to my face? Question number two. Where did this come from? This is a two-part question. I want you to... So let's say you're angry right now. Let's say you're frustrated right now. Let's say you're irritated. Let's say you're miserable right now. Where did that come from? Did it come from your job? Did it come from your relationship? Did it come from your living environment? Did it come from your bank account? Did it come from your children? Did it come from your parents? Like, where did that, like, this initial feeling that you feel right now, where did it come from? The second part is, I want you to dig deep into your memory bank. Uh, before we continue to go forward, I want you to understand where the ego lives. The ego lives in the past, in the magnified past. And the ego also lives in a superior future, okay? The only time we should travel the past and travel to the future is what I like to call is medicinal time travel. 
<laughs> you should only go into the past into your mind medicinally all right and this is what you're about to do right here medicinal travel medicinal time travel rather so what is the root of this feeling where did it come from why why do you think that coping with alcohol is okay why do you think that coping with drugs are okay why do you think that coping with uh sex and promiscuity is uh, is okay why do you think that these outlets these coping defensive mechanisms are okay where did it come from like from the root dig deep question number three is exactly what i was just talking about how do i how do i cope that's question number three how do i cope what things do you do for me it was alcohol when i would get frustrated it, it was it was it was uh, uh, several things actually um, i used to snort pills um, as I was going through my anxiety, when I was feeling depressed, I was I would crush pills, and I would snort them. I remember when I came home from overseas in 2012, I was um, at a smokeout in my boy's um, shed, right? So we're in his garage in his shed or whatever. That's where he, you know, did his thing at or whatever. So you know, we smoking some bud, smoking, 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 and next thing you know, I see him. Yeah, you know, break out some cocaine, and he handed me a rolled up dollar bill, and we was like, "Man, you want some?" And mind you, I just got home from overseas, and I wanted to repress those experiences, so I said yes, and I endured that experience. I had I tried cocaine for the first time in 2012, and um, that was I, I used drugs to cope with my experience. I used alcohol to cope with my experience. I used women. Um, I used sex with women to cope with how I felt about myself. I didn't like my smile. I didn't like my face, my eyes. I didn't, I didn't love who I was genuinely and how I coped with it was, um, was, I was a womanizer. Okay. So how do I cope? That's the question. Number three, question number four, what method or strategy can I implement to rid myself of answer number three? All right. What method or strategy can I implement to rid myself of answer number three? Which brings me to my next practical exercise that you can try. Last year for my birthday, I traveled to Colorado and I tried this exercise myself. And if you want to uh, view this, you can actually go onto YouTube and, uh, you know, type in to unbecome 101. And you'll see a video uh, called Healing the Self. How do I heal myself? And I talk about writing a letter to yourself. And it may seem, it may seem cheesy. It may seem uh, unfamiliar. But I promise you this works. Because you're seeing yourself in a different light. So you want to write yourself a letter as if you don't know you, right? And you're just going to be completely brutally honest with yourself. And tell yourself about yourself. If you wanna, if you wanna sound angry in a letter, do it. If you sound sad in a letter, do it. If you sound happy, and if you, if a mixed set of emotions, write it all out. And it, it's not a set amount of um, pages that you have to do it. You know what I mean? But I, I, I severe. If you take this exercise serious, it's gonna grow long beyond an hour. Sorry, not an hour. It's gonna go long beyond one page. All right, maybe even two pages. And that's okay, man, because you have to, this life experience is a gift. 
So we have to learn how to heal from our past experiences um, so that we can live for real and enjoy heaven on earth right now. We don't have to continue to go through these old patterns. We don't have to. You understand what I'm saying? We can rid ourselves of these old patterns. And if you write your letter, if you write this letter to yourself, if you answer these questions uh, respectfully, uh, respectfully and seriously, then you will come out on the other end of it uh, healthier. You know, health is wealth, right? You are paradise already. You just got a whole bunch of things blocking it. You know, you got some stuff in the way. So we're getting that stuff out of the way. We're getting that fluff out of the way so, we, so that you can get back to your most authentic self, right? All right. So, man, thank you all for tuning in. We're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Today, we talked about what you are and what you are is consciousness. You are consciousness experiencing consciousness. You are you are life experiencing itself as you. All right. You are the universe. You are God, the breath of life, prana experiencing life as a human body vehicle. All right. Such a beautiful thing. Everything is everything everywhere all the time. And it never stops. All right. And we talked about certain defense mechanisms and how they come about. And these defense mechanisms come about because of the ego. Where does the ego come from? Well, it is the brain chatter. It is the mind chatter that calculates and scans the environment constantly at a constant rate to create perfection, right? And remember, we also talked about how we operate from our heart's center. We are not our mind we are not our brain. We are not the mind chatter inside. We operate from the heart center. Again, that's why when someone is in conversation and they are in a, maybe in a debate or argument or and those uh, negative emotions start to uh, spur up, someone may cross their arms across their chest to protect themselves, right? That's body language 101. They want to protect their heart posture. That's because we operate from our heart center. All right. So today's objective was to understand hidden triggers and to locate the root of causation because we live in a realm of cause and effect. People don't just behave a certain way, act a certain way uh, because they want to. Something in their life has occurred. They went through an experience uh, that uh, that, you know, activated this pattern for them. And we just went over practical exercises that will help you identify the root and the cause of those behaviors, those patterns, those habits. OK, if you want to dive in a little more then you can support us on Patreon you can receive one-on-one soul nurturing with me. We'll, we will rediscover the self answering questions like, who am I? What am I? Why am I here? I'll also provide a thorough self-assessment for you, uh, including tools and resources to carry you forward into a higher quality life. All right. I'm here for you. I got your back. Also, man, go ahead over to our social media sites Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, uh, and just follow us at to unbecome 101. And if you want some personal insight, like I said, support us on Patreon. You can also download the Geneva app, G-E-N-E-V-A, and we repost the uh, podcast there as well as the practical exercise. And we do Q&As. Um, 
And man, it, it was truly an honor. I know I slowed it down a lot today and we dug deep, man. We got, we went into some deep uh, areas, some deep waters today because we have to heal and our earth is saying it, it's showing us that we need to pause for the cause and heal uh, for real so that we can feel uh, the love that we already are. You understand what I'm saying? As the earth continues to turn and dangles amongst the stars, I am your host, Alfred J. Thank you for tuning in again to Unbecome 101. I love you. Till next time, peace. I'm like a bird like Nelly Furtado. I'm humble and kind. I don't do bravado. I'm searching for home, but what is a home when all that I know is rolling a stone? What is tomorrow, bruh? What is it yesterday? Huh? The attention we give to the day that we betray. Yeah, try to escape, we run out of way, we run out of time, maybe slow down the pace, get out of the race, get out of the way, we started to waste from the things that we say, you, me, we, us, them, we can't trust, cause they not us, this ain't just us, competitive mind, the ego sublime.